other uh, video of those five stories. I hope that everybody is doing well. Uh, like I said before, everybody tuning in on YouTube, do me a favor, hit the like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell up top on the major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple, or Google Play. Please do me a favor, go ahead on and add this to your actual uh, podcast library and drop us a review and that way we'll continue to know how we're doing and when we get top content, what we have to continue to do to uh, make it better or keep it going. So without further ado, let's jump into this story. So Valerie B. Martin was born on September 13th. 1967. Now, there's not too much known about her lifestyle before uh, she, her childhood, before all this uh, went down. Uh, what we do know a little bit of is at one time, Valerie was a model. She was doing some modeling when she was younger. Now, unfortunately, as uh, Valerie uh, got older, uh, when she got into her 30s, she started to get uh, basically into drugs. And when I say into drugs, she was into drugs very uh, heavily, real heavily. Her son. They love the drugs a lot. So 
sooner or later, Valerie was at one time living with a woman. I don't know what their relationship was, but soon uh, he started working at a place at the hospital, at the Antelope Valley Hospital, as a janitor. And as she started working as janitor, at first, there was a gentleman that had a crush on her. His name was William Whiteside. William Whiteside was an older gentleman. He was like 61 years old. He was divorced. Now, I don't know if he had any kids or not, but everybody loved Mr. William Whiteside. He was the type of guy that would get the shirt off his back for you. Everybody would talk about how nice he was, how much of a gentleman he was. So, either way it goes, Valerie started getting desperate because she had wore out her welcome with the lady she was staying with because of her addiction to Valerie. So, all of a sudden, William Whiteside, who she knew, had a crush on her and really was attracted to her was looking very good at the moment. So, like any other uh, addict who's trying to make sure that they continue to feed their addiction, she moved in with Mr. William Whiteside in his uh, trailer park. Now, the trailer park that he was living in was a trailer. Now, when she moved into the uh, Lido Mobile Home Park and told her friends and family about this, the ones that she dealt with, especially that was a part of the white supremacist community, was not too keen about her being with a black gentleman. But Valerie just told them with a straight face, listen, I have to find someone to help take care of my addiction and also help me out with continuing to also fund my son's addiction to meth. So, when she moved in with Mr. Uh, Whiteside, everybody at the hospital could tell from the start that this was a match made in hell because she started using Mr. Whiteside from the jump. She was taking all of her money and using it for drugs and anything that she could get her hands on that had access to those drugs. And while at the same time, Mr. Whiteside was paying all the bills, making sure the groceries in the house, everything that uh, everybody would actually have to do when you got a sloth in the situation. And in this situation, she had many flaws. Now, when it came to um, Valerie, Valerie's addiction started getting out of control. It wasn't enough to just use her paycheck anymore. She got to the point she started borrowing from drug dealers. And when you're borrowing from drug dealers, you got to pay them. They don't go with that whole uh, pay me sometime later. It's either pay up or things are going to get serious. Now, at the time, 
Valerie has surrounded herself with uh, this one gentleman that was, like I said, uh, 28-year-old Christopher Kennedy. Now, Christopher Kennedy was not a Boy Scout by any means. He was an ex-convict, and he already had a drug conviction on him already. Now, he has spent more than three months in prison in a Kern County conviction for a possession of controlled substance. I mean, excuse me. Now, he wasn't marked on... Let me give you another scenario. Let me rewind, let me rewind. Made a mistake. So, either way it goes, Michelle was not the mom of the year. Now, she had already um, spent time in prison. Okay? Her, she had been arrested for and convicted for possession of controlled substance, and she was paroled in March of 1999. Now, the guy she was hanging out with, Kennedy, uh, Christopher Kennedy, who was 36 years old at the time, he had been sent to prison twice for grand theft convictions, first in 1995 and then again in 2000. And he was paroled as well. Now, as I said before, they moved in for seven and eight months. They're having a good old time. Mr. Whiteside, he was going to work. And when he at work or in her days off and her sons were around, they were all having a meth party. People coming in and out, getting high, having the door wide open and bouncing. And this continued for a minute. Now, as the history of Mr. Whiteside, he did have grown, grown children uh, with his wife that he's been separated for about two years. So either way it goes, finally, one day, like I said before, Valerie has wore out her welcome of borrowing from drug dealers. She has borrowed and borrowed and borrowed on these books on these drug dealers because she done ran up a drug bill between three to four hundred dollars. Because some folks will say three, some say four hundred. So she knows she got to pay this. So she goes to Mr. William Whiteside, the man that she's been kicking it with for seven to eight months, messing with, and say, you know, hey, honey, you know, I need to borrow about three or four hundred dollars from you, and like, that's a lot of money. What do you need it for? She wouldn't go into detail. She couldn't provide a good reason. And you know how that is when you're, or you may not know how that is, but when someone's an addict and they're drug fueled, they cannot process anything rationally to give to a person to make rational decisions, if you get what I mean. So, at the same time, William was like, listen, I can't do that. You know, that kind of money don't have a valid reason sorry that's not happening so valerie furious because she was like oh okay so i'm supposed to be your woman but you don't want to just give me three or four hundred dollars all right i got you so that's when she went to her son her baby boy ray ray and along with ray ray she also went to the ex-con christopher kennedy and ray ray's homie 
he's been getting high as well with them on meth, which is Bradley Totem. So, A came up with a with a deadly scheme. So February the twenty seventh, Mr. Whiteside gets a call from uh Valerie. Valerie saying, hey, listen, do me a favor. I need you to pick up Ravenhurst. Now, before we get any further than this, I want to put a side note. Mr. Whiteside never knew that Ray Ray and the guys that they were hanging with were associated with white supremacy. They hid it because they knew that that was their ticket was to stay in this man's house because him being a black man could not find out they had any ties to any kind of racial organization. So they had to keep it under wraps. And they, so far, did pretty good doing it. So he goes gets Ray Ray. As soon as he goes to pick up Ray Ray, Ray Ray goes to get a stick and starts assaulting Mr. Whiteside. Now, again, viewer discretion is advised. This is about to be some graphic stuff that I'm about to just talk about here. Now, with that being said, while he's hitting Mr. Whiteside, then you got uh, Christopher uh, Lee Kennedy out here also assaulting this man. So you got both of them assaulting him, and then, then you had Bradley Doral, who was a juvenile at the scene of the crime, but committed Brad Zoda, a.k.a. Bradley Zoda, Jumped into getting hit. So now they done got this man beaten to the unconscious, passed out. They drag him, put him in the trunk of the car. Both of these three gentlemen are high out their mind. Just fueled with meth in their system. Trying to figure out what they're going to do with Mr. William Whiteside. They done buffed him up. He's unconscious. Well, he pops the trunk one time. Soon as he pops the trunk, seems like he's trying to escape. They hurried up, pulled over to the side of the road, and they beat this man again with sticks and bats. Again, this man is 61 years old. You can imagine the stress his body is going through being a senior citizen to get buffed up like this by these young guys. So they drive around some more all around the California area. Uh, where they were located at, and still he tries to get out again. They hit him again, knock him out. So now he's knocked out again. At this time, Ray Ray is panicking because this guy won't die. He will not give up. So in a panic, he uses Mr. Uh, William Whiteside's cell phone and calls his mother. Like, hey, I'm trying to kill this guy for you, but he will not die. Like, I don't know what to do. The, the drug-infused, infused, um, Miss Valerie Martin was like, all right, I'll be on the way. I'm going to handle him. And she follows them out to wherever the location they was in a secluded area. She brings gasoline. This time, Mr. Whiteside is unconscious, still alive, 
but it severely beats, severely hurts. He dogs, dials the uh, vehicle, his vehicle, with gasoline and had the boys to light the match. And there, the fire started burning intensely, with this man being killed in the trunk of the car. They go back to Mr. Whiteside's house and act like nothing has happened. Now, this all happened again on the evening of and the day of the 27th and the 28th. So anyway, his wife ain't heard from him. They trying to get in touch with him. Everybody's trying to get in touch with this man. So at this present time, the co-workers at the hospital got on to uh, Valerie and was like, listen, if you don't hear from this, if you ain't seen this man, if you don't report this man missing in 24 hours, we are. So between that time, Sorcy says that she did, Sorcy said his wife that he was separated from, but what I've been researching from court notes, she also reported it too. She reported him as a missing person. So while she reported him as a missing person, they are using his ATM cards. Her son Ray Ray is withdrawing money, just getting it in on that drug saga. Well, soon the police on March the 10th discovered Mr. Whiteside's car burnt to a crisp. And as soon as they found the car, they decided to check the trunk and they pried the trunk open and his body was. I mean, man. It was crazy. So after this happened, and everything else, they decided to bring the teens in first. The teens, um, by, uh, yeah, the teens in first. So, these boys still high off meth, and anybody know when you high off drugs like that, they started talking. So, you had Ray Ray talking, and Bradley, also known as Brad, talking. And then before you know it, by March the 12th, Miss Martin was arrested too. And she started talking as well. Now, when they started looking for Kennedy, they already found out that he had already been arrested for a parole violation. So as soon as this happened, that's when they decided to have the trial. So, the trials was in 2010. 2009 was the first trial. And that was her son, Ray Ray. Now, Ray Ray got sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Uh, Kennedy, uh, Christopher Lee, he also got sentenced. Uh, as well, life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
Now, the young man that was involved, uh, Brad Zoda, he pled guilty. He already knew what was going on. He didn't take it to trial, which is probably the smartest thing he ever done, being a juvenile. He got sentenced to the max the juvenile can get sentenced to, 10 years. He also testified against the other uh, defendants as well, and he is currently out. Now, I don't know if you still go by Brad Zoda. I know that when he did the uh, remake of this on ID channel on Deadly Sins, he was calling himself Greg. Uh, but, you know, it's no telling if he uh, changed his name. He probably did. But this story right here was tragic. And it was tragic because this lady fell her kid. She failed her kid. I mean, this is real talk. She failed her children. And it's a sad situation to to see. Now, she since she recently tried to appeal her case, but it got denied. Uh, like I said, she's on death row in California. And we know right now California has suspended the death penalty. So, I don't know if you know, California is going to ban the death penalty at all. If they do, she'll probably be converted to life in prison without parole. But either way it goes, this lady is where she belongs because this is a perfect example of what happens when you let the sloth, one of the seven deadly sins, get involved in your life. So guys, if you like this story, please do me a favor. Go ahead on and hit the like button. Also, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell up top on the podcast. Please drop a review. Also, please share it. Please share this on both the podcast and on my YouTube channel. Again, y'all stay safe. 